Grizzly Abner, joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny. Hi, Tiny. Good to have you with us again, friends, as we dive into a franchise this evening. A little trilogy that some of you know as Maniac Cop. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know if just some of you know that. Maybe all of you know that it's Maniac Cop. I don't know if it had another working title or not. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Maniac Cop. A film that I was not in a hurry to see, but also not afraid to sit down and watch uh just one that's kind of out on the periphery that has a lot of famous names attached to the first one a lot that Mm. i think many of you will be surprised to hear uh so uh initial thoughts about the maniac cop trilogy um these are just kind of middle of the road for me um these date back to cable tv um and kind of that era where it was just oversaturated with cop films. And I was just enjoyed these enough because they injected the popularity of an unstoppable force being thrown into the typical cop drama that was everywhere at the time. Yeah. And that that was for me like they were it was no, they were never my favorites, but at the same time they were fun midnight movies. So you know, you catch them on HBO or something. Sure. Sure. Venomous. I have never heard of these films. I didn't know these existed. <laughs> At all? At all. I'd never, especially. Uh, I think they did, in these, all three of them even, I think they did some things very well. Not everything well. <laughs> but they yeah. did, every one of them, they did some things well. Every one of them, they did something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't love it as a trilogy at the end of it, but I certainly didn't hate it. Yeah. I certainly didn't hate it. Um, I don't think I had heard of Maniac Cop until uh two came out. So when two came out, I watched the one and two. Um, I like these movies. It's not something I I rush to watch. Um, it's probably been a long time since I watched these films actually, but um, I always think they're they're kind of fun to revisit every now and then. All right. all the names and the actors in the first one um it's kind of revenge and it goes from killing uh bad guys to just randomly killing pretty much anybody that gets in his path i feel like he was set up by the mayor i don't feel like he was terrible before death he was still doing some bad bad shit but yeah the mayor did set him up yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so yeah so he's just out killing folks indiscriminately a little bit and this is our maniac cop. How about that fight scene in the shower? It's hot. 
<laughs> Second best only to the uh, Eastern Promises bathhouse fight. <laughs> Which I returned to Blockbuster, even though I'd bought it somewhere else. <laughs> Eastern Promises, that is. Put a note in it and said it's your problem now. <laughs> Just put it in their Dropbox. That's a true story. <laughs> Which I know a lot of people like it. One for me. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Bruce Campbell has made a career out of getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's still got some of that slapstick there towards the end. They oh, should yeah. go have the shot where he lands on the ground. <laughs> oh, it's great. I love when Bruce Campbell kicks that shotgun. <laughs> um, I, I think the cool part of this is that uh, Bruce Campbell's kind of uh, – basically everybody thinks it's Bruce Campbell doing the as the maniac cop. And that Tom Atkins is the star of the film, but Tom Atkins bites it halfway in. I um, liked this movie. Like I enjoyed watching Man- Maniac Cop, this this first film into it. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I really was. I wasn't expecting much out of it. Um, it feels like an amalgamation of everything that was popular at the time. Yeah. Like it's a mashup of like Dirty Harry meets Jason. It definitely felt kind of plus. Let's throw a little bit of, of uh, detective drama in here too. All in all, though, I think the cast made this enjoyable for me, and the story, while it was, it wasn't that outlandish. Right. You're dealing with a mortal being here, but. I, I don't know. I liked it. I had fun with this first one. And this this is another uh, gritty New York, like but old old New yeah, York. Like, yeah, like yeah. I love dirty old New York. Who doesn't? Back before it became <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> um, you get cameos in this one and the second one of Sam Raimi as the TV reporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's always fun to see him. Pop I, up. I would say uh, what added to this film too is it's got a pretty hefty large body count. Yeah, it does. Um, and and I would say the stunts too. Like, there's quite a bit of a uh, like toward the end where they uh, drive the truck off the pier. There's quite a bit of uh, stunts that's done in the film. That right, dude jumps is like leaping out <laughs> right next to it into the water. And I... then it turns into a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all real. All real. That dummy was a stuntman. <laughs> Every bone in his body was broken at that time. That's why it looked like jelly. <laughs> I, not, I think that I think that's, that's a good true. point. Yeah, that's uh, that's one hundred percent. What was Jim Carrey's that's first funny. movie like? The Rubber Man or uh, Amazing Bendable Man? Yeah, that, he was the stunt guy. Yes. yes. <laughs> Way off in the weeds right now, folks. <laughs> Running off the rail. All right. So from the first Maniac Cop, any other thoughts? Uh, just basically that the whole vehicle for it is that we have uh, Tom Atkins' character is sent out to basically silence things because it's been reported that a cop has killed a couple people at the beginning. We also have the story where Bruce Campbell leaves and then is caught by his wife. And in the process of that night, someone is killed and he is basically framed for it. We've got him in jail. And in essence, we have the three of them in Lorene Landon, Bruce Campbell, and Tom Atkins working to figure this out. We figure out that there is a woman working still with the force who is helping him. 
she's afraid now that she's inadvertently outed him at one point in the film that she's going to be killed, which things don't go well for her. Shouldn't have spilled the beans. And we get into a big, uh, you know, showdown at the end. I mean, there's really, and that's the, why this is going to be a pretty quick episode. There's not a lot of things that branch off from it, but right. that's kind of what I like about it is that it doesn't get cute. It's just literally cable fodder. I mean, like, it's basic. Yeah. It's basic AF. Yeah. This is USA up all night material. Yeah. yeah. And and for me, that's all right. This stuff used to litter the television back oh, then. Yeah. And so I like that it kind of combines those elements, but um, we, we finished the movie with the showdown down at the warehouse that sends the uh, like large pole through Cordell, our maniac cop. Yeah. And we uh, assume that he's dead or is he basically the ending you knew that was going to happen when it started. Cause you know, there's two more to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We knew that at the time. Yeah. The watcher, the, the original viewer did not know that. Yes. The fanatics in 1988 were left with a cliffhanger. That's right. It looks older than 1988, by the way. Yeah. I think it's, it, it was, it was pretty low budget. Um, I like. I'm. I'm sure it was probably kind of a ripoff of Terminator, but that he goes in the police station and kills pretty much everybody in there except for like Bruce That's Campbell and till... no, the police station. That's yeah. how the movie ends, and then they end up on the pier. I Bruce Campbell is locked that... away. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll agree to be. I'm right. Fight him out. <laughs> We'll agree to me. I'm right. That'd be a good t-shirt. I mean, there's that big showdown at the warehouse, but the, the police station, big showdowns in two, if I remember yeah. correctly. Isn't Bruce Campbell, though, locked away? Like, how does he get out then? I mean, basically, like, maybe it's a light force, but he goes in and kills the cops, and Bruce Campbell gets out. Yeah, okay. That's fair. It's not It's not as crazy. I mean, like, because he kills 150 people in part yeah <laughs> well you gotta up the ante but yeah so uh they, they they break from jail the swat team goes to the pier yeah they they take you, out the maniac right yeah i think some cops are slain so and it, escapes it was it was during the night shift and there's there maybe wasn't as many workers but it was it was a light slaughter i'll give you that okay <laughs> slaughter so light. uh it uh we end on the pier uh the good guys get away maniac cop is Drowned in the water, Maybe. or is he da, da, da. impaled and drowned in the water? Yeah. Uh, which leads us to Maniac Cop 2, 1990. Uh, William Lustig returns as director. Larry Cohen returns as the writer. Bruce Campbell and Maureen London return, um, as well as Robert Zadar as Maniac Cop, or a.k.a. Matt Cordell. Uh, this one, uh, we see newcomers, uh, Robert Davey, uh, Claudia Christian, Michael Lerner, Leah Rossi actually plays, uh, he had a cameo in the first movie, and this one he plays a new character. And horror fans would recognize him as the douchebag that gets it in the hot tub in Halloween 2. <laughs> yep. Uh, Clarence Williams III, uh, Paula Tricky, Charles Napier, Sam Raimi returns, as you already mentioned, Danny Trejo yeah. is a little, ad, um, and also Marco Rodriguez. In case anybody was worried, Jay Chataway did the music on this one also. <laughs> good. Good, good. Uh, this is, uh, these are my favorite, uh, and you got to think, well, again, at this time, VHS is big. I love the old school movies where the, the sequel opens with the ending of the first movie. Yeah. So it opens uh, right where we left off. Um, basically, the, the hero, um, heroes get away. The truck goes in the water. Um 
And then uh, kind of, again, twist uh, Bruce Campbell, who we think is going to be our hero, dies really early on. That was not a good sign to me <laughs> as I watched the film. I was like, yeah. oh, Bruce Campbell's already done with this? Yeah. Shit. Um, I actually, I thought two is a stronger film, so. I do too. Um, and I remember, again, I think Maniac Cop was like really under the radar. Maniac Cop 2, I remember if you went into video stores at the time, this was all over the place. Like they had all kinds of marketing and a heavier push. Um, and I think uh, they put probably uh, of the series, this one probably had the most money put into its, its budget. It had plenty of classic, uh, what I would call classic 80s gun violence in it, even though yeah. it was made in what, 1990? It felt like an 80s action shoot them up oh yeah endless bullets type of thing did anyone catch who the blind newsstand guy was i'm trying to picture him right hillary duff (laughs) (laughs) was it is it it's not robert earl jones is it yep robert earl jones i'll let you finish that of james earl jones and from my favorite film sleepaway camp ben the the cook. cook yeah yeah I was like, ah, Ben! <laughs> this is my brother. Uh, Action-wise, that scene where he shoots up the police department. Intense. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's straight-up 80s action. It's awesome. And he, the gun he is using is a really rare gun. It's called a Calico M950. And did you notice how it, had, it looked like a super soaker? Almost. Like it looked like it had a water soaker. soaker. Yeah. That cylinder on top was actually the magazine. That's where all the bullets went. So oh, really? It was like this weird drum magazine, and that's why it was rare, because it was like illegal. It holds too many bullets. So it was cool that it pops up in this film. Hmm. Like That's what he's using. Rogue cops using and, that. And uh, so, so uh, basically it's kind of very similar to the first film, but in this one, Leo Rossi is actually assisting. He's like a homeless guy, and he kind of, I guess, kind of houses the maniac cop for a while. Um, I think to me, what stands out for me is the prison scene, like where they, they catch him on fire and oh, yeah, like, I don't know who, who did all that, but it's a long walk. Yeah. Completely engulfed in flame. Yeah. You, you take, you know, the enjoyment of having Bruce Campbell, but let's be honest, there wasn't a ton of Bruce Campbell to the no, first he, one. Bruce Campbell wasn't what we've grown to love Bruce Campbell for being right. And so the loss of him doesn't deteriorate this film well, like it would with some. And what I thought was smart and I'm glad they got actors that would cooperate with them is they did an excellent job of transitioning you from the characters from the first one to a new set of characters for when these are gone. They did a very nice job. They weren't Bruce Campbell wasn't in this movie a long time, but he was in it enough that he's continuing that role, especially showing the end of the other one. So you're with the people who you were with in that one. And then they just do it's. I think they do a clever job of, of, Kind right. of. There's not this feeling of inferior. No, it just kind of passes off, and that story goes yeah. on. But they do a nice job. And what, what what I liked about it is, and usually if they brought back a, a character to kill them, it was in the opening scene. Yes. So to me, you think, oh, Bruce Bruce Campbell's our hero. Yeah. Um, because he's he's carried on enough in the film that you're like, okay. And I think that's a great service to the sequel because if you have him either not show up or die immediately, people are just like, oh, yep. Didn't want anything to do with this. But yeah, I mean, basically this film is regurgitating the the things about the first one that worked, but now we've added in a serial killer that is helping the, 
the maniac cop and the maniac cops helping the serial killer. That's a pretty fun concept for a part two. So now we have a buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he is greasy, man. He is one gnarly looking dude. <laughs> like sitting in the bar and shit and going to the, oh. I mean, he, he plays that role well. Um, and then it never tries to get too gimmicky with that. I mean, there's moments where they are kind of helping each other. But the, the thing that you mentioned, I do think is incredible, though, with the fire. Yeah. That's cool. I couldn't believe how long that dude walked around. And, fl- and, the, and then catch other actors on fire. <clears throat> yeah. And so between that and just ripping through the station, shooting everybody... Those two alone, I feel like this movie's already given the viewer what they wanted. And even in if case you can't else. tell from what we're talking about with the fire and stuff, this is a much more supernatural character now that's doing this yeah. kill. Yeah, yeah. This, this is this is going into Jason Michael Myers category now. Yeah. He stopped a chainsaw with his damn hand <laughs> at one point. That's what's up. Just like Steven Seagal. <laughs> I don't have much else to say on this film. No, I've <laughs> said everything yeah. I need to say about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, as far as sequels go, to an already not fantastic movie, mind you, but it was a good sequel. Definitely a good sequel. Yeah, held up. Yeah, they they and that this is uh, at the end of this one they clear his name and give him the burial. Yeah, and the hand so he comes can up finally to the casket. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're if, not yeah you're not even out of the movie before they're like, psych, you don't get any closure. Yeah. <laughs> he's a maniac, silly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if I I can't remember I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, but I'm pretty sure William Lustig said this is the pr- the film he's most proud of that he made. Really, over Maniac, everything. Wow, that's like, crazy. Maniac Cop Two. Um, He's, this this is and I didn't look into in. it. This is probably his biggest budget to probably any of the films he he got to work on. I would imagine so. It's definitely got the money in it. All right, rolling into the third and final film of the franchise. So, Maniac Cop Three: Badge of Silence, nineteen ninety three. This is a made for HBO film. Uh, so William Lustig returns as director. Larry Cohen returns as writer. Uh, Robert Davey returns as Lieutenant Sean McKinney from the second film. Robert Desire's back as uh, Maniac Cop. Uh, Caitlin Dulaney, Gretchen Becker, Paul Gleason of Breakfast Club. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who went on to be Freddy and already had a huge career from uh, Bad News Bears. Uh, Doug Savant. Rorschach and Watchmen. Robert Forrester. Uh, Ted Raimi is uh, playing the reporter this time. Ted replacing Sam in this one. Um, this one again picks up right where the second film ends. So um, with the added twist of uh, some voodoo in this film, where uh, some voodoo chants bring back uh, our maniac cop to uh, to kill on the streets again. Um, I would say before we go further, that a note of this is William Luxtig quit the film after refusing to film more scenes to add to the 50-minute cut that he had filmed. Uh, so I think that's why we see more flashbacks. Um, yeah, he's not a fan. Yeah. <clears throat> it's sad because this is my favorite of the trilogy. Is it? <laughs> I would, I, you know, especially the fact that it's, that it's, doesn't surprise me. It's uh, 
It's made for cable. I think it's a. I think it's a strong film. I, I like all three films. Um, I would say this is the weakest one to me, but I like all three movies. Well, my question is, why is Jackie Earl Haley such a bad actor in this movie? Like, I've seen him be a good actor in other things, and he's. Did they direct him to be a terrible actor for this part? You know what I mean? Like. That was the notes. Hey, buddy. <laughs> we need you to be terrible for this. It certainly is more, feels more over the top with the acting that's in it. That's why I knew you would like it more because it was more cheesy. It was more over the top. It was more winking at the audience a little bit. When you show up for a film franchise called Maniac Cop. This is what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, it's like, guys. Badge of silence. Is, you know, this is, you know, we're talking about maniac cop, about a cop that's like Jason Voorhees. I mean, it's, this is what I like about it because it's it, it doesn't take itself as serious as the first two films. So in, in this one, he's he's definitely, like in the first two, it's questionable that he's still alive. Nah, dog, not in two. We just stopped chainsaws with his bare hands. That's believable. <laughs> Steven Seagal's did it. Exactly. So this one, obviously, he did return from the dead. Um, that boot and, and it's uh, it's definitely one or two is very similar. This one takes place in a, a hospital setting. Um, my favorite parts of uh, watching movies like this is the fact that there's tons of smoking in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. uh, pagers, the sexual harassment of like a... Like one of the main doctors, uh, Doug Savant, um, where he basically harasses his, all the female coworkers. Um, <laughs> that action scene in the hospital is awesome. <laughs> like the, the escape attempt. I mean, everything in that hospital. I mean, where uh, you know our main detective guy is laying on the stretcher and he just comes out with the guns blazing. Like, that was killer. That was pure. <laughs> Well, and to you, I say kudos to you because if you really didn't enjoy one and two all that much, and you had an open mind enough to enjoy three, that's cool. I respect that. I I will say this about these movies: I don't think that out of the three of them, and maybe because there's only three, I don't think it started at the highest point. But I definitely don't think that the sequels dropped off dramatically like in a lot of other things. This is the honest truth: if these films were twelve minutes longer each, I'd have a much different opinion. That's its saving grace is they're slick. Like they're No, that is true. They're not they long, were they're easy. quick watches. They're not long watches. That was was a big seller. You know, there's plenty of those times where we text each other and we're like, Did you really pick an hour and fifty minute movie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as they say, you the, the first eighty minutes are free. You have to earn every minute after that. Yeah. You know? And so Yeah, no, these are in and out. Smash and grab. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like that Maniac Cop is trying to get guts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's trying to find a woman. You know? And With his half-rotted face. <laughs> I mean, this is a corpse walking around, kids. You just want him to give up? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's the premise. Like, you know, the Maniac Cop needs his Maniac Bride. Huh? And uh, he has a tough go of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that should be on the case of the blu-ray that should be the synopsis <laughs> on the back of it 
Maniac our, cup, trying to find a maniac. Our, our maniac <laughs> cop returns to get guts. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty rough go. <laughs> it's a pretty rough go. <laughs> I, I think uh, what's great about these movies is number like the, as many people that's possible return to each each movie. Um, and it's, I think it's, it adds that the writer and director return for each film. Um, and I think basically at this one, they were just like having fun. And like you said, I, I mean, at this point it's maniac cop and, and this one, he's just basically rolling through. I think the difference of this one, he's actually like focusing on killing bad people where yeah. in the first two, he was like killing whoever. I think also the car chase, the oh. bridge. That that was the saving grace of this film that's for me. That's a great scene because that's a great car chase. It just um, it, this one just had more things out there for me. So one and two are just effortless. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not in love with the villains, but I could just buzz right through them. But with three, that makes it worth watching alone. Yep. Because I'm sorry, that's badass. It's it's better than the scene in French Connection. <laughs> I will say that it is a cool scene. Um, I was, uh, full disclosure, I was trying to catch up. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, listeners, notice the silence. Um, but I love how this movie was plagued. The director quit, and they still put all that into that scene. Yeah. I mean, that alone, I love that whole segment going on with him from the other car riding alongside him, the ambulance. It's badass. And he's on fire the whole damn time. <laughs> Let's yeah, not leave that is. out. They, I think, try and, they try and jolz him, throw the oxygen tank in there. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think all three movies had, uh, I don't know if it was, I didn't look into the, the stunt department. They had some pretty... Uh, Pretty balls to the wall uh, stunt department in each movie. Yeah, yeah. So well, maniac cop. Sums, up. <laughs> sums up maniac cop three. And let's just say though the final scene, our maniac cop hand reaches over to hold Katie's hand after he's been charred. Yeah. So you know he had a rough go of it, but he's there's burnt, hope. But we, he fingered her. We leave. We leave with burnt hope. Roasted weed. They, they uh, so I don't think it was involved with any of the original filmmakers, but they they were working on a remake, which got canned. And I don't know. I think a remake, if 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 you put a ton of money in it and and went a different direction, it might be kind of fun. Yeah. But if not, leave leave the movies alone. They they are what they are. Right. They're a product of the time. Yeah. But I would I would say uh for me I would Maniac Cop trilogy is something that I. It's a fun. Uh, they're a fun watch. They're an easy watch. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Did we even hit a half hour? Uh, we just did. <laughs> All right. We just hit the 30-minute mark like and approaching 31. So, um, shortest episode we've ever done. What <laughs> yeah. about a trilogy that we liked didn't well have, Yeah, it didn't have very complex plots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, we, it didn't. I mean, you know, when we talked about the collector and the collection, we didn't like those movies. And we talked longer than this. So, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. Um, I like the collector. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we will let Todd revisit that uh, by himself for an episode. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I guess where I struggle with this is calling this a horror film. I mean, it. What? I don't know. What I would still call it a horror film. Yeah. 
I don't know what else to call it. We've so. got vicious kills. He walks around on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a corpse at one yeah. time. Come on. He got a half skeleton face. What what more would make it a horror? Like <laughs> hey, he's brought back from the dead with voodoo. <laughs> yeah, by three it becomes a horror film. I mean one and two is horror. It's not Lethal Weapon. It kind of is. No? <laughs> what <laughs> just happened? Uh Riggs and Murtaugh weren't dead. <laughs> it wasn't that different from uh any Charlie Bronson. It's like film. within the first five minutes, he chucks a woman up and impales her on a post. That's fair. <laughs> how, how how you know they're horror is because they had to censor stuff to become rated R. Where if it was an action film, they could have done whatever they wanted. That's true. That's true. All right, I'll give you that. So, um, how many times did we have to see that shower fight scene? By the way, oh, yeah. <laughs> in its entirety, in its entirety. <laughs> So, uh, Maniac Cop Trilogy, I'm not upset I watched it. Nah. I, I, I won't be in a hurry to watch it. Nah. Yet. But if I saw all three on DVD for a buck at the pawn shop, I'd buy it. <laughs> Man, that is that is the most can, backhanded. Can we, wait, wait. Can we, uh, good rating I've ever we, heard of my can life. Can we have a disclaimer that he's cheap as F? <laughs> and so that's high praise. Yeah, that counts. A dollar, a dollar is actually more than he normally spends on anything. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think the listeners know that about me by now. So, uh, maybe I <laughs> This wasn't as brutal as I expected it to be. No, no. I thought people were really going to hate him. No, I didn't hate him. No. I didn't hate uh, him. Me and uh, Hot Toddy had tickets to go see the first one in Columbus with William Lustig there. But I had some uh, situations come up and couldn't attend that. I hope he comes back around doing that sometime. Which is really cool. Uh, he he, I think introduced the film and then stuck around and did some signings. Yeah. So, Which uh, for listeners, if they don't know, he's Blue Underground. That's that's all him. And uh, I so will say, he's uh, great. I haven't looked it up, but the the same theater is now doing a the a horror instead of cult like horror one hundred one. Yeah, horror one hundred one. So lots of cool. If you're in the Midwest area near Columbus, Ohio, yeah, look up Gateway. They're, they're going to be screening all of them. They did all kinds of polling for what they thought people need to see. Okay. So they're screening all of them over, I think, 100 films, right? Yeah, so we uh, we were lucky enough to check out Suspiria in that theater. And then, um, actually, I think Suspiria, we got in free because they let us uh, keep our tickets for Maniac Cop and, and use them for that. So Yeah, great place. Cool. All right. Well, well, we have the right good, to remain silent good times. forever. <laughs> Signing off on the Maniac Cop episode, I am Grizzly Abner, joined by my buds. Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Benny. Hot toddy. Stay scary, my friends.